This is breaking whoa, news whoa, whoa, whoa. on Chicago's home for sports, on ESPN 1000. We turn now to veteran scribe Shane Norling with breaking news here on Cap and Jay Hutche. Uh, Ian Rappaport just put on Twitter sources the Bears are expected to name Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren as their new president and CEO, a major hire for the organization and for Warren, who spent time in the NFL prior to college football as the top executive for the Vikings. The Bears got their new president, Kevin Warren. Love it. Absolutely love this. That is a quality, quality hire with a proven track record of building a facility. And he got the job because he was the best candidate for the job. Very cool to see. They shopped at the top shelf. We mentioned this before about the mood changing at House Hall. We talked about how big this offseason would be. You're 3 and 14. You have the number one pick in the draft. You have to have someone to replace Ted Phillips. You're going to have a new stadium in place pretty soon here in Arlington Heights. And now the Chicago Bears have Kevin Warren as the president of the Chicago Bears. How great is that? How great is that? It's a dawning of a new age because Phillips has been in that position for such a long time. He's been raked over the coals for a long time. Saying, hey, we can't have a financial guy as a football evaluator. You know what? Ted said, that's enough. I'm going to retire. I'm going to step aside. And you talk about a home run of a hire in Kevin Warren. Home run. As we talked about, because the speculation had been out there, there's nothing else for Kevin Warren to prove in the Big Ten. You got all the TV deals done. The television deals are done. Some of the Pac-12 teams are coming over to the Big Ten. He'd just be sitting in his office moving pencils around. Yeah, he'd be presiding over the Big Ten. And the Big Ten, again, financially, they're taken care of. They will go head-to-head with the SEC as far as money, power, um, the football action that you see every Saturday. But Kevin Warren did the job. And so now this is the next step, going back to his NFL roots and now being able to take over the charter franchise, Chicago Bears. I'm over the moon about it. Outstanding. Tremendous hire, and I applaud the people in Lake Forest because obviously they are willing to spend at the top of the market. That man makes over $6 million a year in the Big Ten. They are obviously giving him a long-term commitment They're putting money there, and with his track record of building a stadium, it's obvious they're headed to Arlington Heights. We've known that. This just solidifies it. Kevin Warren was previously the chief operating officer of the Minnesota Vikings and was the highest-ranking African-American executive working on the business side for an NFL team. There's history to be made here with this announcement as well. In 2015, Warren became the first African-American chief operating officer of an NFL team. Warren played uh, basketball in college as well. And a guy that went to business and law school and graduated, started his career uh, in law, sports agency, and also uh, player career management. The guy has been able to touch both sides of the the scale as a player and also as an executive. History has been made at Hallis Hall. It is absolutely a phenomenal hire. There is not one thing that you could say negative about this hire. Everything, as we said the other day, it's a new era of Bears football. Number one pick, got a quarterback, 
Got a new president. A stadium's coming. There's a lot to love. Thank you, John Yurkovich, for giving us that news. He was saying on the shows just recently that he had heard that Kevin Warren was at the top of the chain and, and would be hired by the Chicago Bears. Yurko, first to be able to put that out there for us here at ESPN 1000, and now it has come to fruition. And Yurk was the first one to tell us when Ozzy was interviewing, or at least meeting with Jerry. So, Yurk, you got a, a nose for the news, kid. Well done. So, because Kevin Warren is in this position... And let's just go, before we even move forward, let's talk about Ted Phillips, someone that you know. Um, Ted Phillips, longtime um, you know, uh, executive with the Chicago Bears. It's very similar to uh, Crane Kenny with the Cubs, in which maybe Ted's name shouldn't have been in the news as often as far as what's happening with the on-the-field product or maybe even the head coach. But here's the thing, though. Ted had to do that because look at the infrastructure for the Bears. How many times have we said on this show that the Bears, one of the few teams for a long time, didn't even have a general manager? They call him, like, pro personnel guy. Rod Graves, right? Correct. Mark Hatley, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Rod Graves, who then went become the GM of, I think, the Arizona Cardinals. Right. They did not have a GM since they fired Jerry Venisi until they finally hired Jerry Angelo. And now they're going to have... A bright executive in Ryan Poles. When he got the job, everyone around the league said, but that's a good hire. That's a really good hire. That guy's great. We'll find out. Can he get the job done? Now they have a new direction with Kevin Warren. Number one pick, Justin. It's all trending in the right direction. I just Before we get to Warren further, I just want to close the chapter on Ted Phillips. Now it's official, right? So what do you think of the job that Ted Phillips did? Because I just, I just mentioned a lot of conversation about Ted being in the room to hire a head coach or had comments about personnel, stuff like that. And you know the pushback from Bears fans and from the media. It's like, you're a financial guy. You really shouldn't be talking about personnel, the, the 53, all that. Was that coverage unfair? No, it was not unfair. Here's how I would look at it. Ted's job, number one, was to make the franchise money. Mm -hmm. He was wildly successful at that. That franchise was started for, what, $100? Yeah. It's worth $5.2 billion. Now, again, people will say, well, you're in the NFL. Yeah, you'd have to be an idiot not to make money. The bottom line is that under his tenure, fair or unfair, the value of the franchise is north of $5 billion. Mm -hmm. So he gets a lot of credit for doing a lot of good things in that area. But if you want to evaluate him as the man at the top of the food chain other than George in wins and losses, it was a failed run. It, that, there's no other way to put it. He failed. They failed. Yep. He was part of it. Yep. Not he, they. For yep. me. Yeah, I understand. He, they failed. They did not win a Super Bowl in his tenure. They got to one. They have had, I think, 20 losing seasons. Out of 23, how many losing seasons have they had over the last 20 years? 16? Yeah. Some, some crazy yeah. number. Those one-off playoff appearances. The pop-ups. Mm -hmm. So he failed to be successful on the field, wildly successful financially. You know, in some ways, Cap, again, we're going to put a bow on this because we got to move on to Kevin Warren, but just, just uh, I, I kind of think that because of the infrastructure for the Bears, that they should have had a football person 
I'm talking about a football person in that spot as a president of football operations. I just kind of think that Ted, as, as you mentioned, brought a lot of money to the table for the Chicago Bears. That's what he did best. And this is why so many Bears fans looked at Ted and said, he's just here for the money, or the Bears are just here for the money. Because the face of it was about the money. Because that was his job. There wasn't a football guy. This is why over the years, you've taken calls, I've taken calls of fans thought that some of those 85 Bears should have been president of football opera, like Gary Fensick, Singletary, former Bears that flourished after they were done and thought that they should be in that chair. You've heard that for years, right? Yes. And you and I were just like, okay, you take the call, and like I understand the passion, but Ted Phillips is in that position. They weren't going to move Ted out. But this feels different because you have a football person in the chair now that understands the game, understands the business part of it, clearly, because we just documented the whole thing he did with the Vikings in that stadium. But a football person is in that chair now. And a football person is a general manager and a former player in Ryan Poles. That feels different in a good way for the Chicago Bears. It feels good that we have someone who has accomplished something, as you use your word, neophyte head coach, neophyte OC, neophyte DC, neophyte general manager. None of them have ever done that job. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean they can't. Everyone has to get a chance. You just hired at the top shelf your president. Someone with experience. Someone who says, okay, I built the stadium or I got it built in Minnesota. He had another NFL team he worked for. He's been a sports agent. Where were the Lions? The Lions. Mm -hmm. He has been a sports agent. He has run the Big Ten and got them. Each school is going to get $100 million a year because of the TV deals he was able to create. Now, he's selling a great product. I understand that. In the end, somebody has to get the job done, and he did. So I tip my cap to them. They did not promote somebody who... Hadn't those doesn't have those credentials? They went and shopped. They went to Neiman Marcus, Saks Fifth Avenue, and went. I like that sweater. I don't care how much it is. Give it to me. And let me just make sure that this is clear. <clears throat> you are speculating how much money this would cost the Chicago Bears. As a fan, and for a lot of fans are listening to our show, they don't care. They want to get the top of the top, and rightly so. I, I don't care how much they're going to pay him, as long as he could be able to usher in this new era of the Chicago Bears. It, it, it could be ten million, it could be twenty million. I don't know, care how much it is. That's why I always turn a blind eye to that because I always look at the quality person that could be able to lead you to a next generation. Kevin Warren has a lot of experience in that chair. This is not someone that's doing it for the first time. I like that too. Worked with the Rams as a vice president of player programs and football legal counsel. Was the vice president of football administration both with the Rams. The Lions, he was senior vice president of business operations and general counsel. Worked with the Vikings, as we just talked about, from 05 to 14. uh, And Big Ten commissioner. And as we just said, with Big Ten commissioner, it's like, okay, got the TV deal here. What else do I do here? (laughs) Except just getting a check. Let me do something meaningful like, where I could be able to preside over a charter franchise. Like he had work every day where he'd deal with the presidents and the coaches. and yeah. the, the, This will be his greatest achievement. If he builds a palace in Arlington Heights mm-hmm. and presides over a team that goes from 3-14 and 14 to Super Bowl champ, that's the stuff that gets you in the Hall of Fame. So, as we've said this, almost as a hallmark on Captain Jay Hood... Ladies and gentlemen, this is what change looks like. That's what it looks like. 
You didn't want Pace and Nagy around here anymore? All right, fine. You see that Ted Phillips has retired? It's a new day at House Hall. So they check a box that they need to check. President of football operations, check. Now we move on to the rest of this with the draft, free agency, and, of course, the stadium coming up. And I don't think he's president. What is his title? President of the franchise, right? He's above Ryan Poles. Yeah, of course. President of... President of everything. Yeah, president. Business, the whole deal. I think he's going to tell you at his first press conference, I don't get involved in football operations. Not at all. You know what he's involved in? You know what this is? They hired the stadium builder. Arlington Heights is locked in. That's going to be focus one. Correct. He's going to make sure that Ryan Poles has all... Great to be here. I'm going to make sure that Ryan Poles and his staff have everything they need to be successful. We're going to build you a beautiful stadium. We are going to leave no stone unturned into making this the model franchise in the National Football League. There's his press conference. Let's go to Mayor Lightfoot on line three. Mayor? 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 I almost spit out my coffee hoodie. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan, yes, I would like to have the kids at the schools. No, start. don't. That's not the joke, Cap. That's not the joke. That's where she spent know, her that's time. Fine, that's fine. That's not the joke. That's where she spent her time. You just if listen, WLS is down the road. Go work there. That's not the the joke is. And you missed it as usual. The oh, joke stop. is you missed it. The no, joke I is didn't. I didn't. The joke is. Well, tell, tell, explain it then. Exactly. The joke is is that Lori Lightfoot, the mayor said that, oh, the Bears have to be relevant in October. Well, they don't have to be relevant in October. They're going to be moving to Arlington Heights. That's the reason. That's it right there. She, she said, oh, no question. No question that the, the Bears are going to, they're moving, they're leaving Soldier Field. Yes, they are. Because Kevin Warren now is the president of the Chicago Bears. It's a great day. It's a great day for the Chicago Bears. So the future, gonna, a new era. No question. No question. So the Bears are shopping at the top shelf. Is this a signal of change for the organization? 312-332-ESPN-332-3776 is our telephone number. New president in place, and now other things have to move forward with the Chicago Bears team. We'll get your phone calls in on that. And we did have a special announcement. It wasn't going to be Kevin Warren. It wasn't going to be Kevin Warren. It was another announcement we have. Special for the show tomorrow. We'll tell you about it coming up next. Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. It's the same ESPN Chicago app in which you can find the unnamed MMA podcast hosted by Shay Norling and Jordan Shorewood. A lot to talk about there with Dana White and what's going on in the cage. Unnamed MMA podcast available now on the ESPN Chicago app. Because of Kevin Warren sticking his beak into our show, and rightfully so, he's the president of the Chicago Bears, which is great, great news. We just got that at 9 o'clock. What the news that we're going to tell you is that coming up at 9 o'clock, Friday, Tom Ricketts is going to be on the show. Cubs convention is here. We'll be able to hear from Tom Ricketts. First time he's spoken in a while here on ESPN 1000. He's going to be with us at 9 o'clock tomorrow. What would you out there like, to, like us to ask him? Seriously. Serious 
questions. What would you ask him? What's the first thing you want to ask him? Man, I'd like to know about I'd like to know about free agency and what people think about their spending. I think that's the first thing that people want to know about. I know we're past the pandemic cap, but still, I think that people want to know about their spending. Yep. Was, was, was the books open for real? You know, And I think it is, but just that whole disconnect between him and Jed based on what people were saying. Is it true or not? I want to ask him, did he sit there during the post-pandemic? A, did he ever regret biblical losses? Do you ever regret? That was an off-the-cuff remark from what I've heard. It was not like, here's what the statement I'm going to say. It was off-the-cuff. Did you ever regret that statement? And did you ever sit there and think, you people think I'm cheap. You have no idea. We, stopped, we spent top three during Theo's run multiple years. And I'm willing to spend, as I just showed, when the time was right. We had to tear this apart. Unfortunately, we didn't draft well for a decade, especially on the pitching side. So I would love his 50,000-foot view. Was he looking down going, you people have no idea what you're talking about? Or did he truly feel like he made mistakes? I, I want that, the finances to be clear first and then just his outlook for the future. Yeah, what does he think? Mm-hmm. Does he feel like you have him, I think, in the playoffs of what, 24? Yes, for sure. Does he feel that way? Like every year, I remember going to spring training, standing there for the state of Tom, and he would speak. He does every year. Mm-hmm. And it was like 2012. Oh, I think we have a good team. We can get to the playoffs. And people went, what? And, of course, they lost 100 games. Do you truly feel like you've turned the corner, you can go to the playoffs, probably another year away? I would say 24 should be the playoffs. Because the Reds and Pirates aren't doing anything. And I think the Cardinals will go backwards from the 93 wins they had last year. Why can't the Cubs be right there? Why can't they? They can. That's not a great division. You don't have the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Tampa's always good. They don't spend. But the Yankees and all these different teams that spend at the top of the market. You don't have a Dodgers and a Padres in your division. The Cardinals, the Brewers, the Reds, the Pirates, and the Cubs. Why can't they compete there? Mm-hmm. They should be able to. So that's why we'll talk to Tom Ricketts coming up at 9 o'clock Friday. Make sure that you're with us. Cubs convention's here, so it's great that we get a chance to talk to Tom Ricketts. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Right here at 9 o'clock on Cap and Jay Hood. Yeah, Kevin Warren is the new president of the Chicago Bears, and we're talking about it here with you. 312-332-3776. This is a signal for changing the organization. I'm excited because it's new, because it's different. You know, I, I think that there are some cap that look at the Chicago Bears team, especially when we took calls on Monday, a little bit on Tuesday, when they're saying, "Wow, well, you know, what does the number one pick really matter?" Well, number one pick does matter, absolutely, it does matter. But also, this change matters too. You can't be pounding your fist, calling us th- during the Pace and Nagy regime, saying, "I want change," and then you get change, and you're saying, "Well, I'm not sure what this change is." Well, this is the great unknown. This is great in sports because it is fresh, because it's starting over. From the top to where it is right now. It's pretty good. If they had gone and hired, and I'm not saying that man or woman wouldn't have been good, the senior vice president of the Seattle Seahawks. Well, he's got a long, or she's got a long track. You'd be like, yeah, whatever, whoever. They went and said, who's the best possible person who's built a stadium, 
who has got unbelievable resume characteristics. Well, Kevin Warren, but you're going to have to pay. A t- I don't care. How much? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about, you put them, name me another candidate that would have been as attractive. If you could get anybody. Well, I like your choice. Jim I- Phillips? Jim Phillips is at the same level as Kevin Warren. Yes. But Kevin has built an NFL stadium. Jim has not. Jim is a name that we all know, that you and I both know, that people know from Northwestern. Love him. And hmm. maybe he goes to the Big Ten now. I was thinking about that. He was the runner-up to Kevin Warren, don't forget. I was thinking about that because, to me, when you brought up that name, I said, well, you know, if Kevin Warren still wants to stay in the Big Ten, I can just see how Jim Phillips could be here because I think that the organization is familiar with Jim, and definitely you and I are familiar with Jim. I love Jim. That, that, would, that would make a lot of sense. But it's Kevin Warren. And so I, uh, I'm very happy to see what's happening here with the team. And also, let's go back to what we talked about earlier regarding the pressure. Cap is the only one in the building that understands pressure when it comes to being a coach. He's the only coach that we have here. A guy that coached on the college level that people kept talking to, uh, his, not only his coaching brethren on the same team at Northern, but also people in the coaching fraternity. Cap, what's going on with your team? Cap, what's going on with this team? What's going on with this player? And Cap is just like, okay, after this, I'm out. I'm going to broadcast. I can't take this anymore. <laughs> but it was, but it's an experience that you can only speak to. You're the only one that can speak to that pressure. And the reason why that I equate my partner's uh, experience is because this is what Matt Eberflus is going through. This is what Poles and Fields are going through as far as, man, you're on. These games are live. You have to be able to perform right here, right now. So for Matt Eberflus, I said out of these three who has the most pressure, Eberflus has to be able to set a culture. And they talk about the, what do they say? The, it's not a culture. They use a certain term here um, as far as leadership to be able to talk about what success can look like for the Bears for the future. And so when I look at Eberflus, it's just the first year. I know he's got a, a long way to go. But the thing is, though, is that Along with the building, he's got to set that culture for the new Bears. And hopefully Eberflus can be around to do that. I just just don't see it. I feel like it's transitional to something else. Coaches always are transitional unless you hit a home run. Mm-hmm. I mean, look how many guys last six years in a job. Very rare. Mm-hmm. Very rare. You just went and hired a man now who is going to change the way you do business. Period. You are now with the big boys, mm-hmm. so to speak. No question about it. I applaud them. So I wh- applaud them. When it comes to Ryan Poles as the uh, general manager for the Chicago Bears, um, he was talking about foundation. What does a foundation look like for the Bears? And Ryan said, Now, what does a foundation look like? I've heard that question in here a lot throughout the season. That's discipline. I thought we were, we were one, I think we were one of the least penalized teams in the league. Um, the bond I talked about in the locker room sticking together. As a GM and a head coach, you worry about, through adversity, the, the locker room starting to fracture, self, people being selfish. Uh, selfish. Um, and that was never the case. There's no finger pointing. The guys bought in that had fun with each other. Uh, experience. We led the league in rookie snaps by almost 1,000. Um, that's going to pay off for us in the long run. Uh, those guys, if they're starters, the game's going to slow down for them. If they end up being rotational players or backup, when their number's called, they're going to have game experience and be able to be successful through that. Toughness. 
uh, that stood out to me. I can't tell you how many coaches from the teams that we played called the next morning or GMs and said, you can feel your guys on tape. You can feel that the way that they play, they, they play the right way. Keep doing what you're doing. You're on the right path. That's great encouraging uh, encouragement uh, from those around Ryan Poles. Says, oh, you guys, you, know, you play hard. You, you hit hard. That's good. That's good to know. Now, again, those players that we saw this year, I don't know, more than half, 60%, maybe, they won't be around when the team's good. They won't be. These are placeholders for what's new. There'll what, be a lot of change, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of change. So, and when, he's, when he says that other uh, general managers and others are saying, hey, I like what you guys are doing. You guys hit hard. That, that's great. That's great. But I can't wait to, for real talent to come in here and the young talent to manifest itself. Also, what did you expect him to say? Like, he's going to point out the positives in an awful season. Yeah. You're not going to, if he stood out there, be honest with you, I think we all did a terrible job. We'd be like, what? What? So he pointed out the positives. They have a long, long way to go. Getting this president hired and getting him now, as soon as college football ended. Mm -hmm. This was probably a done deal two weeks ago. And he's busy with Michigan's in the playoff, Ohio State's in the playoff. I'm just going to wait. Let college football go Mm -hmm. now. Here he is. I wonder when he takes over is the question. Does he finish the school year? in the Big Ten, and Ted stays there until June 1. I'm going to guess it's June 1. So, after the draft? Possibly. After the draft? Possibly. I mean, I'm sure. Because I don't think he's getting involved in who they're drafting anyway. It's knock on wood. He should. <laughs> right, exactly. He should. You know? Yeah. Let the, what do we always say? Let the general manager generally manage, right? Correct. Okay. Let him do his job, and because if he says... You're taking Jonathan Hood from Georgia. Mm. And it doesn't work out. How, how do you fire the GM? Mm. I didn't take the guy I wanted. I took the guy you wanted. You have a story on that, do you not? Can you tell that story? you talking about Coach Ditka? Mike McCaskey literally walked in the room and said, I want Stan Thomas right there, I think at 20 mm-hmm. or 21. Can't play. That's who I want. I want an offensive lineman. I want Stan Thomas out of Texas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you fire the GM? You can't. Right. You picked him. Yeah. Owners own and players play and coaches coach. General managers generally manage. Well, Danny's going to put money in your pocket in a minute, and then we'll talk about the Bulls. Zach Levine, is he bad at math? Also, Kevin Warren is the new president of the Bears. Let's get your reaction. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Captain Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. The Bears have a new commissioner. It is Kevin Warren. We're talking about it here on Cap and Jay Hood. Getting your thoughts. 312-332-3776. The Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is a long shot to play and same thing with Tua Tunga-Vailoa, the quarterback for the Dolphins. He's out for their game. Skylar Thompson will be the quarterback for the Dolphins in our playoff game. And the Bulls, they lose to the Wizards last night, 100-97. to We're getting your thoughts on all of it. 312-332-3776 on Cap and Jay Hood. So Cap and I were both watching the game yesterday as the Bulls now are 19-23. and They lose 100-97. to Game is on the line. 
you're trying to tie the game at 100, and then Zach Levine. To Levine. Steps in. That's a two. And it's rebounded by Akia, and the Wizards. Win. Okay, so on NBC Sports Chicago, Cap, you're watching the game. What was your thought watching that in the fourth? What? That's a dollar. I was ticked off how they defended the Kyle Kuzma three that he hit to win the game, mm-hmm. first of all. He's the only guy on that side of the court that you know has the ability to make a three-point shot. Taj Gibson's not shooting a three. Go back and watch the play. Why would you not run a double at him? They're looking to it. Come on on it. And you got a smaller guy in Caruso, this other kid, 6'8", 6'9", with a long wingspan. He gets a clean, unfettered look, and he drills it. So I'm already ticked off. Mm-hmm. Now you come to the other end. You have to take a three-point a three shot. Inside eight seconds, you don't have time to take a two, get the ball in, foul, let them make free throws, come back down and get a decent look. They're not going to happen. Zach hasn't been getting a call all night long. Two different players on the entire roster shot free throws. Zach was four of seven. Derek Jones Jr. was two of two. No one else took a free throw, let alone made a free throw. So you're not getting calls for whatever reason. Zach is moaning, whining all night long, looking at the officials like, how did I not get that call? Just go play and keep your mouth shut. He's looking. Washington has a foul to give. Mm -hmm. So they're going to probably let you get the ball in, hack you. Now there's three point whatever left, and it makes it tougher on you. They reached out and tried to follow him, and I thought they did follow him. He didn't get the call. His mindset, I think, I hope, was just take the two I'm getting the call, maybe I get the continuation, and I make the free throw and the game's tied. He didn't get the call. He took a two-point shot. He missed it. You have to rise up and take a three there. You cannot rely on the officials. You can't. I thought their basketball IQ last night, not just from him, was pathetic. In that same sequence, and I isolated it, on the right wing, that's where Levine is. And the double comes. You had a wide-open Vucevic on the left wing. You had right next to you, as far as you and I are standing right here, Caruso. Now, who's going to take that shot and make that shot? More than likely, it's going to be Vucevic because he was wide-ass open on the left wing. Yeah, left off the top of the key. Yes. Yeah. So so here we go at hero ball. Mm -hmm. You don't see the double coming. Again, time is ticking, but you you have Vucevic holding his arm up saying, I'm here. Wide open because they collapsed on Levine on the right side. Here is a wide open Vooch, and he's like, I'm right here. And you didn't pass the basketball. You, it was a, uh, by the way, there was a passing lane for him to get it to Vucevic he needed to. And it could have been on Vucevic. He either makes the shot or misses the shot. But that's not what Levine wanted to do. He wanted to draw a foul, a foul that you hadn't gotten all night. And here's why you didn't get the foul all night. The Washington Wizards marched the foul line because they're the home team and the more aggressive team 21 times. The Bulls? Nine times. Nine times. And only two guys took a shot at the free throw line. Two. Levine and, and Jones Jr. Correct. I thought Boots played a solid game. I think he had five assists. I think he had double-figure rebounds. He had double-figure points. You had no DeMar DeRozan. Where Patrick Williams was last night, I don't know. What do you have, six rebounds and six points? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. You've got to be more active than standing in the freaking corner. I don't understand some things, and I'm his biggest backer. I know. 
He's 21, but it, I want to start to see some development, some somebody a little more active. Cap, Didn't we, see it. We have to be patient, Cap. I know what you're saying. You just He needs to be able to have, I want to see, 8 to 10 rebounds. He had 6. It's not like he was in foul trouble either. Well, you got to get me double-digit points there. With DeBrosen out? I understand. And they had multiple players out for the Wizards, too. Correct. There's no, no Beal. No Beal. No Porzingis. No Daniel Gafford in the starting lineup. And you lost to that team? Blew a double-digit lead in the first half? Their third-quarter defense was pathetically bad. Mm-hmm. And I thought, Billy's never going to throw his guys under the bus publicly. Maybe he'll rip them in the locker room. But if you watch that post game, he's saying our basketball IQ. We've got to be smarter. Kendall Gill blasted them on the post game on NBC Sports Chicago. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. Because we've seen too many games like this. It's funny. It's like if you got on your betting app and you say, okay, Bulls against Boston and straight up, everyone's healthy. Uh, no way the Bulls can win the game. But they find a way to win the game, the Bulls. They find a way. Against the upper echelon, they find a way to win those games. But they're under 500 against under 500 teams. Bingo. You lose. Like Oklahoma City's coming. Think the Bulls can win that game? Probably not. I know that sounds crazy, but probably not. Um, you're doing well against the good teams, the playoff teams at times, but against the Orlandos or teams like the Wizards, underachievers? Struggled with the Pistons. You won, but you struggled. I mean... I think you're one and two against the Wizards this year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Think that's, I think I'm right. Yeah. I believe that's correct. Just I, I don't understand. Well, it's, it's, it's what you always say. You just We boil it all down to what you always say. And that is, is that this team is bereft of a true point guard that could be able to harness this offense, one. The other thing is, is just that look at the talent on the team. I know that that just sounds, sounds like, oh, you're talking about the Bears. No, we're talking about the Bulls as far as the Bulls not really upgrading in the offseason. And we criticized them for that. We did. That you just can't just roll it out and just say, well, you know, all you need is health. You're not a Lonzo Ball away from being 500. You just aren't. You, you need to have an infusion of new talent. And we had our shot or no shot 2023 over, overview and our predictions, and one of the questions that Shea asked us is, like, is DeRozan going to be here between now and January 11th at the time? And I think we all said that there's a possibility that DeRozan's gone. But what does that mean? Well, you have to extend him this offseason. He's only got one year left. So you have to extend him. Yeah. Vooch's contract's up. Are you extending him? You just gave Zach the bag. And I like Zach. I think he's, he looks to me like he's healthier. Mm-hmm. Like his knee is feeling better. He's attacking. I just question his basketball savvy at times. He made a play where he's dribbling on the right wing in the fourth quarter. Somebody's open at the top of the key. I don't remember if it was Io. Mm-hmm. And he gives you this jump in the air. You better know what you're doing with the ball before you leave your feet. Because you're going to come back down. And he gives a hook pass to the guy in the second row. Saw it right over the top, 15 feet to. I'm like, you cannot make a fundamental mistake like that in a game that you're fighting to try and beat a lousy team. You are correct. A thousand percent. But we see it too often. That's a problem. Like it just, and it just speaks to the inconsistency. At some point, as Mindy Kaplan would say, why are you getting so upset at this when you start seeing the same things over and over again? But I do. I get mad. <laughs> but Mindy but Mindy's right. 
Right. Ultimately, Mindy's right because when Mindy says, Cap, why are you getting so mad? What she's ultimately saying is, is that why are you getting mad at this team in which this dog don't hunt? Because I know what it is, but it still bothers me. You remember the play where Patrick Williams comes along the baseline? I think it was Vooch, but whoever it was fed him and he went in and just ripped the rim down. Yeah. Where's that? Why are you always standing in the corner and I don't see you cutting to the basket? And when you do it, I jump out of my seat. I'm like, yes. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah, they're, they're as frustrating a team. Uh, we got some a little news, not breaking, but we got a little news. Go ahead, Shay. In the NFL? Uh, Derek Carr has officially left the Raiders. He posted a note screenshot bidding goodbye to Raiders fans. So they are entering the market. They might be looking for the number one pick. But they didn't release him, did they? They are starting the process to trade him, and Derek Carr posted a note screenshot. It's over. Bears? Oh, Raider Nation, it breaks my heart. I didn't get an opportunity to say goodbye in person. Uh-oh. There you go. Bears? No shot. <laughs> Bears? We've got, uh, what's his name? Bears. Trevor Justin. Simeon. Oh, that's, that's, I was going to say Justin Fields. What's his He's name? going somewhere to start. <laughs> okay, so whoever misses out on the trade market with the Bear. Bears? Does Indy take another bite at a veteran quarterback? Yep. That's, but that's the right one this time. That's the right one. Right. How old's Derek Carr, Shay? 32? Can't be much older than that. Why, right. don't we do, why don't we talk about this after the break, boys? What's wrong with now? Let's do that. What about right, right Let's now? Let's keep things a little timely, eh? Okay. Just, right. He just asked you about the age. Okay. I'm not going to swear again. I think 32. <laughs> Captain J. Hood. I certainly hope not. <laughs> Captain J. Hood, cut of the day. It's coming up next on Chicago's Home for Sports. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Kevin Warren is the new president of the Chicago Bears. We talked about it all day. With Greeny at uh, 10 o'clock, then it'll be Carmen and Yurko from 12 to 2. Yurko, the first to break the story of Kevin Warren and his interest with the Chicago Bears. So Carmen and Yurko, 12 to 2. It'll be Waddle and Sylvia from 2 to 6. Black and Abdallah from 6 to 8. Freddie and Fitzsimmons. We'll be talking about it as well from 8 to midnight here on ESPN 1000. Uh, as Adam Rittenberg tells us, our buddy from ESPN who covers college uh, football, indeed, Kevin Warren is just the seventh commissioner in Big Ten history and will have the shortest tenure. And as he, as he writes, yeah, more than likely we're not going to get the 30-year tenured uh, commissioners like Jim Delaney over the years. I don't know uh, how those in that position look at that now in 2023, Cap, but it looks as if you know this could be a stepping stone for something bigger, especially if you do well in that position. Was Jim Delaney there that long? Yeah. 30 years. Yeah. I think 30, wow. 30 plus, yeah. And, but that's the name we've known. How many times have you talked to Jim Delaney? A lot. Interviewed, face-to-face. We've talked to him. I played basketball with him. I mean, but that's the, well, it was a plum job. Plum job. Big he, Ten Commissioner? He turned it into a plum job. Just the, t- the title Commissioner. Yeah. Oh, I'm the Commissioner of the Big Ten? Oh, okay. Because you think you're at the top of your food chain. You're at the top, right? Correct. Well, I'm the Commissioner of the Big Ten. There is no czar of college sports. I can't be like the commissioner of college sports, so I'm going to preside over this conference. Then I'm not leaving. 
<laughs> Where am I going, right? It's a great job. It is an amazing job. It pays incredibly well. It's got prestige, all of it. You live in a great town. You're not some little town. You're here. Yeah. It's in Park Ridge. Yeah. I did not realize Jim Delaney is 75. I mean, we've been talking to him for years, though. I mean, he's been around forever. He was 31 years, 89 to 2020. Mm-hmm. That is unbelievable. I can't believe he was there that long. And Warren's in there, the shortest tenure. But, I mean, weigh it. Big Ten commissioner. I've done a lot of stuff that's gone on in the Big Ten. I've got the TV deals. It's all taken care of. There's some turbulent, turbulent times with the Big Ten still. Still, because you try to figure out what other Big Ten teams, where are you going to put them? They're going to the Big 12? Uh, are they going to be part of this new uh, new look Big Ten? Right. They go to the MAC. I'm like seriously. I mean, those are real questions. Are you? Are some of the the? Would you say, Shay, the bottom level Big Ten teams? Are they still going to be part of the Big Ten? Will you move them along? You kick them out? I think they stay because of the tradition of the Big Ten. The history of the Big Ten, the way that the conference operates, wants to keep all the academic powers and all these Midwestern schools on board. I don't think it's going to change that much. And I also think, frankly, playoff expansion just took everything off the table. Everybody's going to stay put now because all the Power Five conferences have a pathway. Rutgers get out. Now I would like that, but we know why they're there. <laughs> New York TV market. Correct. Do you get... Your money from all Big your cable subscribers. I would like Nebraska to get out as well, but again... You get the, you thought you got the legendary program, you actually got the carcass of it. Me, me and Cap refer to Nebraska as part of the Big Eight. Correct. That's what the big they eight. were the Big Eight. That's what we call it. That's exactly right. Cap and Jay, Cut of the Day, brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! Then he went to Alabama, and everyone's like, wow. Yeah. That defense flying around because he's got really good. F- Really good freaking... Sorry about that. <laughs> go to break. Sorry about that. It was that. also Georgia, <laughs> We've not Alabama. we got to get the shot or no shot. Let's go to break. <laughs> Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! Coach Cap came out today. <laughs> Thank you, Bernie'sBookBank.org. Twice. <laughs> so, uh, so $10. It's all good. I... I gave you a twenty. You got We got to break that twenty. What'd you I do? I didn't have change. It? Rip it in half, footy. It's in my <laughs> pocket. We thank you, you for stole my twenty. We thank you for listening and calling in and twitching and being part of the program here on ESPN One Thousand. I'll be on Good Karma Wrestling tonight at six o'clock. Vince McMahon back in the WWE AW in Los Angeles. We'll talk about it tonight at six. You can watch it at ESPN One Thousand on Twitter or catch the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Let's do this tomorrow. Let's do it for Football Friday, just not our Football Friday. And Tom Ricketts at 9. 9 a.m. Send your questions at Tweet J. Hood at the Catman. Take that. So long, everybody. From Chicago.